Is this some kind of game, love? Melanie shook her head. There is definitely someone up on the roof, mate. Go and look for yourself. The driver of the bulldozer was climbing out of his cab now. What's going on, Des? He shrugged, heavy body sweating under the jump he had put on because it was cold that morning and the donkey jacket he wore with site manager written on the back. Fuck knows. This bird reckons there's someone up there. He pointed once more to the roof of the building. Now all the men were looking up. I can't see nothing. Well, there is something there. I saw it myself. But Melanie's voice was not so assured now as she realised that she couldn't see anything either from this vantage point. I was on the street when I saw a little blonde head up there. You'd better check, just to be on the safe side. Des sighed heavily. He had everyone on his back. The contractors were useless. Everything was going wrong. He was weeks behind his schedule. None of the drawings matched, and the steel was late as usual. Now, on top of everything else, he had some silly bird telling him that there was a kid in the building he was about to knock down. They were surrounded by men, and Des knew they were all enjoying the light relief. Melanie was growing confused. Suppose it had just been a trick of the light. I'm sure I saw something. A small man with green eyes and a dark tanned face volunteered. I'll go up and look, Des. Keep the young lady happy, eh? He nodded and sighed. What he wouldn't give for a few hours in the bookies, a wad of cash in one hand and a bottle of beer in the other. The green-eyed man disappeared into the skeleton of the building. Des had a quick shufty at the girl's breasts before meeting her cynical eyes. How'd you look, you old perv? The other men laughed and tried not to do the same thing. The noise died down, then as they all turned to stare at the roof of the building. Melanie was nervous, wondering if she'd actually seen anything, and hoping she had, because otherwise this lot were not going to be very happy. She consoled herself with the fact that whatever happened, she had done the right thing. Regina Carlton pulled herself out of bed with difficulty. She pushed the sleeping man beside her. He grunted and turned over, emitting a loud fart in the process. Regina pursed her lips and sighed. Where the fuck did I find him? The words went unanswered as she glanced wearily around the chaotic room. Clothes were strewn everywhere. The place was ripe with the smell of dirty laundry and unwashed crockery. She lit a B&H and pulled the smoke deep into her lungs. The nicotine rushed straight to her brain and she sighed happily. Scratching her sagging stomach, she wandered from the room and down the hallway to the kitchen. After putting on the kettle, she searched through the debris on the table until she found a bottle of pills. She opened the canister and popped two blue ones with a sip of water, then lit herself another cigarette from the butt of the previous one. The kettle boiled and she made herself coffee, sniffing the milk suspiciously before abandoning it and settling for black. Walking back into the hall, she opened her kid's bedroom door. Michaela, aged five, was still asleep, 
her golden hair spread over the dirty pillowcase. Hannah, ten months, was lying awake in her cot, a soaking nappy filling the room with the smell of ammonia and making her mother's eyes water. She looked towards the bed that should have held Jamie, too, and frowned. Walking back into the lounge area, she scanned the small room, then went back into the kitchen, even looking under the table. I'll slaughter that little fucker. Her voice held anger rather than fear. She walked back into the lounge and, pulling back a smoke-stained neck curtain, scanned the area in front of her block of flats. No Jamie. Coffee finished, and feeling the first buzz from the driminal she'd taken earlier, Regina went back into her bedroom and pulled on a pair of jeans and a Bart Simpson sweatshirt. Dragging her hair back into a ponytail, she surveyed herself in the mirror of her dressing table. Her eyes were dark hollows.